You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hog Blurry Podcast. This is episode number 206 of East Centralia's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today we have co-host Dakota Davis, producer Zach Burcham, and we are on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today on uh, the Boss Hog Liberty, it's going to be the three of us. We're going to be talking Just to you guys. The three of us. Just the three of us. <laughs> We're going to be talking to you guys about local governments and the financial aid that they have received from the federal government due to COVID-19. Uh, what are they doing with those funds? Are they using them responsibly? <laughs> <laughs> and also at the end of the show, we have uh, some breaking news from Henry County about uh, some a person officially filing to run for office. The, the 2022 election season has begun. That's right. This is the first I've seen. This is I, the first like new uh, official announcement that I've seen. I believe so. Morning. I believe uh, so. So that's exciting news. At the very top of the Although show, Although I think they can announce. They can't file yet. In the, uh, the old parties, the Democrats and Republicans, they have a filing window. And I think that starts after the new year begins. Mm. So, no, I don't know. They I think can just announce. You it. can announce, and I think you can even start raising money, but you can't actually file to be on you the can ballot yet. Explore. Yes. That's a ex- opening an exploratory committee. But at the very top of the show today, we're going to be talking to you guys about our Patreon site and some changes that are coming to the show, and also a brand new website that we want you all to check out. I bet it's at bossoverliberty.com. <laughs> it very well might be. Very little that they have to change to actually find us. Yeah. We just did a 20-minute segment on Patreon. Uh, just jump on BossHogLiberty.com and search for the Patreon. I believe you can pledge your uh, pledge your forever allegiance to Boss Hog over there. Is that right? Yeah. there's a, If you go to BossHogOfLiberty.com, then uh, as you open up the screen, then it's, always, it's going to show you the latest episode that we just did. Uh, there's also a link and the very bottom of the about section right above where it's going to say latest episode. But then also if you go and you click on the, uh, click on the little header, there's a right at the top, right button that says join our Patreon with an exclamation point. And that's where you get all of the extra content. You got your show notes emailed to you with more than 60 minutes notice today. Very impressive. Very impressive that we got that done. That's right. Uh, yeah, you get show notes each and every week. And if we have an episode like we're doing today where we're talking about a lot of uh, details, a lot of things that are uh, very detailed, especially with numbers and things, then we're going to put in links to wherever we get our information so you guys can see that and follow along with the show. Uh, you also get, we have bow ties that are just got sent out today. I sent those out from, they were the bow ties, the golden bow ties that we wore for the episode 200 uh, celebration. I had to go. Um, I couldn't fit them in the regular envelopes I have at home. Oh, no. They were too beefy. So I had to order some uh, bubble ones. But I wasn't going to buy these huge, like, 11-inch uh, bubble thing that they have at the, at the actual post office. How so many had, stamps does it take to mail a bow tie? So you don't actually, you actually have to create a shipping label and you can get it on pirate ship, pirate ship.com. That's what Audrey uses pirate ship.com to create labels whenever she ships tumblers. Cause she has people from like Pennsylvania that buy cups from her and stuff. And so she turned me on to that. It was like $3 a piece. It's $3 and 19 cents to mail one to mail. Not bad at all. No, it really isn't. Not bad at all. Yeah. Small price to pay, but I did write on them in Sharpie. I, I on the front of them, I put BHOL two hundred, and then around the strap, I wrote like you know, like thank you for all your support and stuff, just to make them a little extra. How long special. ago did those go out? 
No, they went out today. Okay, because yeah, I, I was I was gonna say I am shocked that I haven't received a picture of Christy Avery wearing hers yet. No, they just went out. I'm literally this afternoon as okay. I left work. All right, yeah. so they, they should show up between tomorrow and Christmas. Yeah, yeah. essentially some with the USPS. That's just point. in time for the Fourth of July. Do they have tracking numbers? Can we watch them scatter across the nation? Mm. Vacation to Muncie. She said something about the tracking numbers. I wasn't paying. Ah, the checks in the mail. They should be there. I had, so I ordered the things like two weeks ago, the little envelopes and they showed up because they were through Amazon. So they showed up in a few days and then I went to work and I packaged them and then I, and then I was like, I could probably just mail these, you know, like there's just the size of an envelope. Right. It's literally four by eight. Right. And she's like, no, you have to get a shipping label. This is considered a package. It's like freaking great. So then, like, that's, <laughs> Who told you this? Somebody at the post office or your lovely wife? No, our, our post office lady. Okay. It's Iceland. Yeah. So that was, that's what it took me so long. It's like, ah, how do I? I'd, <laughs> <laughs> it all sounded so easy to start. Yeah, it's whatever. But anyway, you get all those extra things if you join the Patreon. And if you join at $50 or more a month, then we give you a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Christy Avery, that we just talked about. She's all the way in Fort Wayne. We appreciate Christy every day. Mr. Jonathan Phillips from Andy Moore Buick and GMC in Fishers, Indiana, our favorite car dealer in the entire state or nation, depending on who you ask. And then Mr. Anthony Meyer, the man who's Really any there. nation. I, 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 in the I, world? I, I prefer him over all of the Canadian car dealers I know. Yeah, I do too. And Mexican. And uh, Mr. Anthony Meyer, who has been, of course, keeping the country running. He's to, back. He is. Yeah, he's back in the $50 a month club. And then we have the Fiddler's Green Cigar Company from here in Newcastle, Indiana. Check them out on Facebook. That's a mobile cigar lounge. We also have T-Chip stores where you can go and get your merchandise. We have a link tree that uh, producer Zach is going to be posting in the comments section for you very shortly. And that is where you can go and you can buy all of your Boss Hog Liberty merchandise. Uh, that's tchip.com slash bho one two three or four or bho mug, and then uh, also you know we kind of just did our pitch to join the Patreon, but I I put it in the show notes. I wanted to make a an extra special pitch because uh, costs are increasing. Do you have to pay for megaphone? We have we had to switch the providers for our our RSS feed. Because we're on the We Are Libertarians network, the network absorbs the cost of the megaphone for the well, podcast. The, the network didn't absorb the cost for the website. So we have Very that cost premium. as well. It's not that much, but like things are just starting to... Like, there are expenses. Yeah, we have uh, we operate on an extremely tight margin. We actually pay for a few things out of our pocket each month. Now the website is also coming out of our pocket, my pocket each month, which is fine. We still don't have a, a lot of cost to keep this hobby going. But it would be awesome if we could, uh, you know, I know that people we get pay for our own some beer, things okay? out of this. And it, it would now, be if, great. If we do things the right way, we, we encourage guests to bring a 12-pack or a 6-pack, and then they drink like two or three. That typically and happens. Then, and, then, like that. You know, and then we get to drink off of them. There's, there's an eclectic mix. And when we bridge. start to run out of beer, whatever guest brought that, we invite them back on. Sean, Sean Rao. Sean Rao, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I tried to get Sean tonight, but because uh, the beer fridge is looking at less than 50% capacity. Uh, we're about ready to start drinking the Miller High Life, which nobody wants. I like Miller High Life. <laughs> I like all the Miller beers. There's some non-alcoholic Heineken in there, too. Yeah, we bought that. Jeremiah bought that from Mason Rotting House. Young Mason. Would you like one 21. of those, Zach? No. Okay. Have you ever had one? No. You ever had any kind of a beer? Uh, I've had like sips of beer twice. Mm. I tried. I spent the entire, all of last weekend with Zach bothering him. He couldn't go anywhere. I was literally, he opened his front door and there I was. Is there a specific reason that you don't drink? Like Chris Spangle doesn't drink because alcoholism in his his family (laughs) and he's petrified that if he takes one Um, sip, then he'll be hooked. There's a bit of that. And there's also just a bit of, um, I tried it like once. It tasted awful. I'm like, uh, I don't like, I guess it's an acquired taste. And I don't really feel like acquiring the taste. And also it's expensive and I can just get like a water or a pop at a restaurant. And, and the thing is, me is I never had to acquire the taste. <laughs> <laughs> when I've had the few, I've had born, like champagne born with the taste from my champagne at my wedding. Everybody just stood there and looked at me cause they knew it was going to be something. Um, and I felt like in all I can taste is the alcohol. It just tastes like alcohol. I don't taste anything else with it. So. I've always enjoyed the taste of beer, whiskey. Like the first time I, 
I really drank whiskey was I, I'd had my dad's, my dad likes to drink Seagram's and seven up. I'd had that before that, you know, that's fine. I'd rather have a beer though. Uh, you know, whatever. But the first like real bourbon that I had was actually here and it was Cade Coker had brought Buffalo Trace with so it. So this is why you need to join our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Cade brought the Buffalo Trace and I was like, I was like, I'll give it a try. And we didn't have, we don't have ice here. We just have a mini fridge and I drank it neat, w- warm, room temperature. So, and I was like, this is actually like, this is freaking really good. This is really delicious. And it, it had a little bit of a burn, but I kind of like that. Like one of the appeals for bourbon to me is like, you drink it. Dakota likes it really. Rough, and you're like, you're like, you know what this is doing. Like this, if the first time reason. I got blitzed on alcohol, wasn't on bourbon. I would be in there with you. You'd probably, but because, it. because the first time I made a terrible decision with alcohol, um, it was Canadian Club, Dario Franchitti. Uh, it was it it, it 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 ruined me. First time I made a terrible decision with alcohol was with you. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Irish car bombs. I mean, another thing is, I still like, don't drink those. I don't have any like people can drink. I don't care. I'm around people that drink all the time. It's drinking is actually a pretty spectacular spectator st- sport at times, mm-hmm. and people are having a real good time. Then the next day, you just kind of look at them and chuckle, and they're not quite sure what happened if they remember everything that happened. Because I mean, I would sit up at Ball State and just watch the drunks come stumbling in on Thirsty Thursdays, and there was some funny stuff that happened, and none of those people knew what happened the next day. You know, and I, I don't get drunk like that. I'm 25 years old. I don't get drunk like that. I never really have. I'm the weak. only time was with the Irish car bombs at <laughs> Jeremiah's house. We had a guy get so drunk it. one time that he picked up a bottle of drinking glasses on his way back from a house party and he dropped them off in his room, went back to the bathroom and then we took him. Somebody did some else on the floor. And then he was so drunk that we just told him he didn't bring them back and he couldn't for sure tell himself that he had brought them back. He was, he conceivably thought I just imagined it. <laughs> That's and that was see, there's some. I know some people like we camp with some people that they enjoy getting to that state. Like they're not alcoholics, but on a Saturday night, I've always said that they're there just going to be a box, totally when, cut loose. When somebody is like, "Hey, do you drink never? Do you drink occasionally? Do you drink every day? Do you drink multi? You know, drink a, a, a handle every day?" And there's some people that I think just need a box that says, yeah, binge. I just, yeah, I just oh, I, I I tie had, one on from time to time. When I had a yeah. seasonal spot, we had a guy who had a, he would go through a case of beer a day camping on the weekend. And he would just try, he even kept him strapped yeah. to the back of his golf cart, just kept a cooler a with his beer. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And he was always, I never saw him like slurred speech or anything. You'd see him having a good time, but you never saw him just like he was. I, my friend's grandpa used to golf with him. And while we were golfing, he would drink Seagram's. And he would finish an entire fifth of Seagram's in an 18 hole round of golf. And it was like, that's a lot. And his, his behavior did not shift. His words never slurred. But then again, he's a 70 year old man that's been doing this for the past 50 years. I jokingly tell those, say that those are the people have their pro card. Yeah, he because did. if they can like, that's a pro card. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. a, yeah. It's like when somebody could just knock it back, and you're like sitting there, and they're not reacting. There's no reaction at all. Their tolerance, and it's gin. Like that is there was of kid, all of the choices. No Seagram's whiskey. Oh, whiskey. Yeah, okay. yeah. there was all a right. kid at Ball State that passed out on slightly the steps, better, and his blood alcohol was deep into fatal, like deep into fatal. I think it was like point five or point six or something insane. And somebody's like, "Well, how much is this kid drinking?" And he's like, he was drinking a half gallon of gin a day. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, his tolerance oh was insane. Gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. I bought a great spectator sport, but never uh, partaken. A half gallon of Buffalo Trace on a whim. It's my favorite bourbon it's still. Uh, it's my favorite bourbon because of what it is. We'll put a little even it there. Uh, I bought a half gallon of it on a whim because I saw it and I was like, wow, look how huge this bottle is. And like, could you imagine the barrel it came in? Yeah. And it took me a while to get through that. I bought a half gallon of Heaven Hill with Jeremiah. Remember that in the wintertime? Do you remember? I was probably black. No, no, no. (laughs) Yes. It was when the right. I do remember. I do remember. Yes. It's when uh, Dickon got his Blanton's. Yeah. And uh, I just finished that bottle to die. Totally different event. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've just own finished own that body. half gallon last week. 
There's snow on the ground whenever I bought like, and this year that doesn't say much. I bought I bought the Jeremiah weed and uh, yeah, it's not been touched since the day we did that it was here. Horrific! I will <laughs> never ever touch that stuff again. <laughs> that was. I have a bottle of vodka at my. House. I will <laughs> probably take the Jeremiah weed to the Indy 500 and try to get people to take shots of it. I think yeah. that's the plan. Whew. And then follow God, it I with can, a, I can follow, still feel that hitting. Follow my stomach. it up with some Vegemite. I have a five year old bottle oh. of vodka because it's it's a. Fuzzy's vodka from 2016. I'm like, this is the safest bottle of booze on the planet or just sitting in the back of my kitchen counter. <laughs> so, all right. So join the Patreon until, until extra, Owen turns 16. Extra awesome. Then <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll be looking like that looks so weird. And it'll be completely full of water. Yeah. 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 It shouldn't be able to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to do is like every like annually do like a freeze test. Does uh, it freeze? No. All right. Let's get into the show here. Local governments and financial aid is what we're going to be starting with. And this is your idea. I voted against this. I had like 500 other things I wanted to talk about. And you said, no, no, let's talk about something that we barely understand. This was whenever I thought, so I sent the invitation out. First of all, this was supposed to be a show with Aaron Dickin here. You dreamt that up. Okay. And then at the very last minute, when did you, okay, let's, let's, I asked him literally last Tuesday, but did he tell you, when did he tell you no? By the way, Aaron Dickin uh, is is classified as a co-host on our website. I think it was last weekend. Okay, it, it was over. So he told you no four days ago ahead of time. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't the last. He's week. on like a tour of Newcastle. But he's like, a, I think he's running for re-election. He was like, sorry, you know, uh, Thursday is tennis night because he's rich. I Very. Guess. That's I mean, what wealthy uh, people do. They play tennis and drive their Rolls Royce. Yeah. So he's out there somewhere right now with his sweater tied around his neck, and he's hitting a tennis ball back and forth. Anyway, this was supposed to be an Aaron Dickin episode. Aaron said no, so (laughs) I sent an open invitation. This is what we do is we bash our friends that are in government. (laughs) Yeah, Don't be our enemy. It'd be even worse. I sent an open invitation to everybody that we are in a group chat with that's involved in local government at any capacity. There's only one other member of that chat besides you and I that is not a member of local government, and that just happened like two weeks ago. Yes. And that is Darren Jacobs. So we, I sent the invitation out. I'm like, somebody, Corey Murphy, Darren Jacobs. They all have know, stuff going on, man. All these, some of these people, I'm like, this was yesterday, open invitation for any of you guys to come on the show. Because it was pretty obvious that it was going to be the three of us. We were going to have a couple extra open chairs, so it was whatever. And literally all of them are like, no. Clay Morgan had the <laughs> lamest excuse. Clay Morgan says, I'm not that caught up on COVID money yet. I don't really know what's happening with it He doesn't all. have to decide and yet. It was like, Clay, none of us know what's going on with the COVID money either. <laughs> like, there's one article in the Courier Times about the COVID money. Yeah. So we're trying hey. to, I'm like searching the state website. The only thing I can find on the state website is what they were supposed to spend in 2020 to deal with PPE. So... So let's let's get some of the facts out and lay them out here on the front end, and then we'll we'll discuss. As this is all based upon Do- Dakota's research. Once again, if you're a patron, you get a copy of the show notes with the links and et cetera, et cetera. This is the very beginning tip of the spear of the conversation. So the numbers, they're going to be what they're going to be. Ultimately, decisions are going to be made. The money we're going to be talking about doesn't have to be spent until the end of 2024. It's a windfall for every county and every local community in the state, or I guess in the country. Yeah, to say that this is, so, we are spending this money because we lost tax revenue due to the pandemic. The same time that we got, this is the the three-legged stool of the Biden bucks that came about. When Trump was running for office, it was $1,200, and they said, we well, should have, I'm sorry, it was $600, and they said, well, it should be 2000 So then people later on got the true up uh, earlier this year from the Biden administration. They used reconciliation, and a household got the $1,200 or whatever the hell the number is. A house got two grand, or a, a person got two grand, a household got four. If you got kids, you just got money on top of money. That was the first thing that folks noticed. But the back end of it was that they had this money that was coming into all of these local communities. Henry County, Indiana, is expecting to receive $9.3 million in a windfall, and the city of Newcastle, Indiana, is going to receive $3.3 million, best we can tell. Uh, so that's the money that's got to be spent. Could be spent next week. Could be spent in 2024. And now what you've got is like this extra windfall cash that all of these states and communities have to decide what they're going to do with. It's a one-time shot. 
government, federal government borrowed it, and now you get to decide what you're going to do with it. You could say, Rich. hey, we're going to use it to pay for raises for everybody. You could say, we're going to yeah. hire 25 new police officers. You could say, we're going to just put it in the bank to pay for or deal with property tax revenue that we lost or sales tax revenue we lost or income tax revenue we lost because 2020 sucked. That's a legitimate, acceptable thing to do. Lots of ways that people can can spend this money and use it. So now what we have is that all of these legislative bodies are going to get to fight over deciding what they're going to do with it. Yep. On an unrelated note, the city of Newcastle, Indiana has an armored vehicle now for the police. So it's a hundred and ten thousand dollar purchase, right? brand new. Yeah, for the uh, the military. They had, they had it at the city council meeting on Monday. I do wonder. Does that make? Do you think that if there wasn't COVID money, because th- there was money that came in last year as well, Henry County got half a million dollars or one point five million dollars. I think the city got half a million that got spent last year on PPE and other other COVID related expenses, uh, grants that went out, or just whatever you know across the board. Do you feel like that kind of expense would have happened normally, or is that just a hey, you know what, we got the money, let's spend it? You know, it's it's hard to say. I heard Pendleton it's, has one as well. Pendleton's had one for a while, Pendleton's and they had to had build a barn for, a for it. Because uh, you can't actually, store it outside. The town of Hagerstown also has a first-generation military Hummer sure. that, that was purchased. Everybody uh, has years to have and one. years ago. This Keep is up a, with the Joneses, had, man. Hagerstown has had that for a really long time. It's not an armored vehicle. If you it's look at it, it looks like it would be like, wow, is this from Jay Leno's garage? He bought a military surplus um, Hummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, they have one as well. So it's kind of hard to be like, the city of Newcastle only bought this because they have COVID funds. I think that they probably were going to be getting an armored vehicle at some point because literally every city across America or small town feels like the police need this for some reason because they're waging war against the drugs and they're losing horribly. So they've got to beef up a little bit. So it's like they probably were going to get it regardless. But at the same time, well, we got $560,000 in 2020 and it looks like we have a $3.3 million check also coming our way. So this the, is a good time to make this purchase. The conversation and the way if if you have to spend this money, the conversation that people are going to have to have is do you do you pay for lost revenue from last time? Do you find a special project that you're going to put it in that you're going to justify um, to pay to pay for it? I think uh, some of the money that was tried that was attempted to be used, I think Rushville used some of their money last time on a drone. They paid for some drones yeah. that they said they were going to use for uh, a number of purposes, but to you know, human uh, social distancing, there was a big thing that came out in the, uh, I think channel eight news kind of sensationalized the story a couple months ago on it. Um, I think there was some discussion about trying to use uh, some COVID funds for a generator for Newcastle. If that, does that sound correct? Accurate. I can't recall off the top of my head, but uh, so there, it's, right. it's been a very loose definition of yeah. how some of these funds have been able to be spent. So the real conversation to me is, what makes sense? If you have to spend $9 million on a community, Chris Bilbrey, a patron member, is saying that Muncie received $31 million and Delaware County's got $22 million. So you've got this huge cash infusion, and it's kind of a blank check of what do you want to do with it? What makes sense? To me, it's got to be an infrastructure project, a lasting item that's going to, that's not going to leave you with a cost on the back end. If right. you add jobs, if you add headcount, this might pay for you for two or three years, but on the back end, you've got to fund it somehow. So you can't have something that has back end cost. It needs to be a capital project or something that, that builds you for the future. Yes, absolutely. I think the infrastructure would be the most wise path forward. Could be, you know, it's been a lot of discussion about broadband. You could spend it broadband. You could spend we it have, on sewers, water, there any number of things that you could use. I mean, for. just kind of take a look at, the comprehensive plan that we have for Henry County. There's a lot of infrastructure projects that have been outlined outlined in the comprehensive plan that aren't huge infrastructure projects that we could go ahead and tackle with, with this money. Like the, uh, there's a couple roundabouts that we want to add in the county. Paving's not cheap. Yeah, but it's, you Bridges know, this is cheap. a good chunk to, to put towards those things that we already have set as a goal. We already have these things set. We have this goal that we. But want this to is accomplish. city money or county money. Where are you going to put a roundabout that's not a state roundabout versus a state highway? Right. 
Right. Well, right. Because if you're in, if you're say you wanted to put one in at County Road 300 South and State Road 103, a place that has a number of significant accidents. Well, that's where that's the, a state road. Wanted to be so put. that would that would be you need your state DOT to pay for that. Right. Be involved or sign off on it. That's not necessarily a local. I guess I suppose the locals could say, "Hey guys, here's a two million bucks. Can we? Can you do it? Could you put it in a letting and could you build it for me? Maybe. Maybe they'd do it." But is that, you know, potentially you could get that paid for by the state anyway. If you're just going through it and making some of these horrible county roads that we have and just taking it back down to gravel. I mean, really, they're already doing that in so many locations where a county asphalt road gets past the point of no return. So we go through and make it a gravel road again. And it's actually way better than what it was when it was asphalt anyway. Also, arguably safer for motorists. Uh, I'm sure that there are those things there are already those roads that are slated to be that's to be done to we can you know try to throw some of these funds towards expanding those projects my concern zach and my fear is that that you can't just use it to plug a hole that exists in a budget if yeah. it's insurance money if it's if it's trying to make up for old tax revenue that didn't come in it's that's band-aid type stuff and it needs to be something that works going forward that's, that's my that's my fear that's kind of something that I was wanting to bring up anyway, because I kind of thought this exact same thing. Uh, there was a recent article, which was just a couple of days ago in the Courier Times, and it was of um, some members of the county government, of the county council specifically. I think it was Susan Hoon and Ken and Gray that were talking in the article, and they were uh, mentioning uh, unemployment costs, unemployment insurance that the county was having to pay out the county commissioners were having to pay to unemployed county yeah, government like a huge amount over what they normally have. Yeah. That they had budgeted the county council budgeted in two for 2021 to pay out $2,500 of unemployment insurance and the commissioners already. And we're only five months in the year, five and a half months. They've already spent $14,000 yeah. on unemployment costs. And the issue was, it, well, if this continues, then is that my phone? No, it's mine. Dear, uh, I, dear, I've got, I have three cell phones. Dear, going, guys. It's a total nightmare. Having a hard time. Yeah, it is a complete and total nightmare. Well, I was getting notifications for the messages because you, you were dinging because it was the same group chat that we were in, which is why it was so confusing. But his phone and dings, like, but you're getting messages. My so. phone is on do not disturb 24-7. Why is it doing this right now? Okay. But anyway, the, uh, the numbers were crunched, and it was saying that if the trend continued... For the county, then we would have forty-two thousand dollars spent on unemployment. I'm going to throw costs. a phone. I <laughs> muted it. I did all I can. It's Spangle. I swear to God, we will leave this network if you don't leave us alone, Spangle. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that number too. Yeah, forty-two thousand dollars is yeah. When you budgeted, I mean, you're only right. yeah, you're forty thousand over <laughs> over budget. Yeah, I w- over a two thousand dollar budget. Imagine so like if 20- you were like April next year. I've been doing the numbers. We've only got twenty five hundred dollars to spend on you know groceries or whatever, and she's like, "Well, it's May. I've spent fourteen thousand dollars, Zach." And yeah, that's, and uh, still not ending. Like they didn't. Those, I think the people were still collecting. So yeah, this kind of circles back to an issue, and it's in the show notes to something that we've talked a lot about on the show before. Specifically, every time that we have a county council member or county commissioner candidate come on the show, we will always bring up the top of topic of insurance because we've been talking about the county insurance problems mm-hmm. since this show's very inception. Yes. And this is another one of those problems because the county is a self-insured county. We have to eat the costs of unemployment insurance. So anytime someone well, files, un- every time someone files an unemployment claim through the unemployment office, and then the state approves it. Yes, you deserve unemployment. Then the county government has to eat all of that cost. The governor finally, in the last two weeks since we've since we've last convened, has changed the unemployment rules so that you actually have to start showing up at places and applying for work. You don't get your extra bonuses. You don't get any of the extra incentive. I believe unemployment has gone from seventeen percent down to in the threes between three and four percent. So now people have to go. And apply for work. And I've noticed it in my workplace. All of a sudden, we've got the pop-ins again. People that are wanting to put their application in. They don't know where they're at or what they're doing, but they're putting their application in because they have to prove that they've tried. 
I've been at and Grady seen that change. Foundry uh, like two times in the past week, and I have to go into the building in order to get Buzz into the gate. And they are now offering a fifteen hundred dollars sign-on bonus to be to, to accept a job at a foundry. And when the two times I've been there this week, there's been like six guys in the waiting room, waiting waiting for their open interview because they have open interview times. If anyone's interested on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Uh, it's finally happening. I I think you see this change and that was, it it shows the direct correlation between government policy and people getting out and doing something. And there was a really interesting, I think it was the Washington post that put out an article and it was like a huge, a huge portion of the people who were unemployed right now were mothers yeah, I can moms see had to, you know, they had to quit their job so that they could take care of their kids because schools were shut down. Yeah. But then there's also, they were interviewing a few moms and they're like, yeah, I was staying home with my kids. And I'm like, why the hell was I ever working to begin with? This is yeah. so much better. I feel so much more fulfilled in my life by being able to spend time with my children than having three quarters of my paycheck going to their childcare anyway. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I'm lucky, but I've seen some people post online, like what they pay for childcare and it is insane yeah, in some, some markets how much it is all of, even around here all of these states and communities are trying to decide what they're going to do with all of this extra money the state of north carolina governor roy cooper in north kakalaki announced a 30 million dollar plan to spend some of their arp their american rescue funds american rescue plan funds which is exactly what this bucket is that we're talking about for the locals in indiana 30 million dollars they want to send to North Carolina stock car tracks, $10 million to Charlotte Motor Speedway, $10 million to Rockingham, and $10 million to North Wilkesboro. Keep in mind that only one of those is an active NASCAR track now. North Wilkesboro has been mothballed since 1996. Yeah, I've driven by it once. Yeah. Weeds. Unbelievable. Sounds about right. Rockingham hasn't been in service for the Cup Series since 2004. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And I can't imagine like Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's state of the art. State of the art. Uh, Moneymaker. I think they just did. They just host a four wide. They held, they have a four wide drag strip there. And uh, I don't honestly think $10 million is going to really do anything. I think for they put them. $200 million in the Indianapolis yeah. Motor Speedway a couple of years ago and you could barely see it. You could barely see it. And uh, compared to, uh, I go visit North Carolina. Uh, but these are COVID funds. I know they're, but like there's so many small towns and small areas, little areas in there that could like really make use of $10 million as opposed to it disappearing into like a new like hot dog cooker for Charlotte. I just don't, yeah. I can, I, I don't understand the two tracks except I could see those being an economic bump for those areas. For the community potential. But Charlotte Motor Speedway, that is lost on Charlotte Motor Speedway. Auto Week says the state will receive $575 million and each of these tracks would receive but you don't know. Three. Just wait until you see. It would, if these done. three tracks would receive $10 million apiece. Governor Cooper said this pandemic brought us a once-in-a-generation challenge and these funds have brought us a once-in-a-generation opportunity. North yeah. Carolina's funding from the American Rescue Plan positions our state for a shared recovery that allows North Carolina to work for all. The uh, state legislature still has to approve it. But uh, yeah, this is uh, a part of the $3.6 billion that, and, uh, that and the feds gave out. Generally, don't mothball profitable tracks. Well, there have been changes. Uh, it, yeah. the, the dynamics of, the, yeah, the, the, generally, the dynamics of NASCAR and their decision-making, the tra- these two tracks that have been mothballed are tracks that they should have never done that to. But, they made a switch to the Fontanas and Chicago's, the Los Angeles, Chicago, other places and now they figured out that that didn't work out as well either. So it long, long convoluted side. But thank God there's extra money because uh, North Carolina is going to spend it on the racetracks. I'm a racetrack guy. Like I'm wearing I am a Connor too, Daly like, shirt, but, and I think it's obscene. But if you ever, if you ever go to like North and South Carolina, and you get there's like Raleigh and Charlotte, which are these super like metropolitan cities, and then you get uh, there's like within not, about two hours out from the ocean. From there, directly to right before you get to the ocean, is some of the most depressing, like poverty you've ever seen in your entire life. Because it's an area where it's super hot; they get all the heat and everything, but they don't get any of the tourism or anything. And you're like, those areas are probably suffering real bad right now. And it's just 
it's yeah, it's insane. And like I said, and the, the two small tracks, that's one thing. Charlotte is just well. The like, reason whatever. is because it'll keep the people. Well, first of all, the same people that own Charlotte own at least one of the others, if not both of the others. Yeah. But they got to grease the wheels, man. If you want to, if you want to give it to one, you got to keep the other I guy bet. from, from right. complaining. I'd like to know what percentage that's politics. What percentage of that gave was right back into his campaign fund <laughs> through a contribution? I bet that that's unbelievable. It's it's just it's just are you it's blatant. you're gonna find you are going to truly <laughs> see and I'd love to hear it. If you guys see it in your communities, email us. Jeremiah at ballsogofliberty.com, Dakota at ballsogofliberty oh, with the new website. Yes. They will you pull up the website on your computer? Oh well if it so that we can get the hamster rolling here, Dakota. On the website Contact. I, I think that your phone's covering it up. Or, yeah, you can click see uh if you go on your phone, you go on your desktop. Then down in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone. Oh, you there's have, a voicemail. You have the ability now to leave us a voicemail Dear on our website. We are on our never website. playing this. I'm thinking we should Poor do... Poor producer Zach is going to be in charge of work. I'm going yep. to I'm gonna have to copy voicemails into the podcast yes. Patreon. And, I haven't into been the told Drive. how to play audio on the board yet. <laughs> now, he can literally just pull it up on his computer. He'll mm-hmm. have the... If you go in as the admin of the website, then there's literally a thing that's like, just play your your voicemail. That's what this is for. This is a, a website that's literally built for podcasting. So it is so, if you have something to say or a correction or something funny, we can play it. We're going to check them ahead of time. Yeah, oh, We're yeah. just going to play it blind. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But if you have like... If there's something where you're like, you guys are idiots, uh, this is the actual thing, and it's like, oh, okay, we need to correct that, that might be something that we would play on the show. Yeah. Or if you have something funny to say, then we'll mm. put that behind the paywall. Are we going to have Patreon a members. list of grievances? I would love to have that. Okay. If we, have a, if we start getting grievances, then <laughs> I think that it would be fantastic if we could do that, like on Festivus. Have oh, just, we're going to save them. We're going to let them save, them save them up. They're going to get old and moldy, and we're not going to remember why Andrew Bowman was crabby May 14th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll play them. We'll play crabby like, every day. Just the annual Boss Hog Liberty Festivus episode where everyone just bitches at us about everything that we got wrong throughout the year. I think that would be hilarious. So please, found, please utilize that. It's bosshogofliberty.com. Go there. Check out the brand new website. Uh, read through everything. It's really cool. I spent like... I've spent legitimately like probably 10 hours building this website. How Pod- did you do it on your phone or on a computer or what? It was a, it was a mix of both. I ha- I didn't have my desktop at home. So I had to did you borrow. Augers? Luckily I bought my wife a brand new laptop <laughs> like <laughs> two months ago. So we had a nice new laptop that I could use. It was pod pages. Like get your brand new website built within five minutes. Yeah. I didn't believe that. Yeah, but Dakota jumped up immediately. Like, I'll build the website. I'm like, thank God, because <laughs> I was already going to have to. Somebody moved my cheese, and I was going to have to figure out how to do the the audio side again. I've built probably half a dozen websites through like. Um, I even did. A, I even took a class for it at Ivy through Tech. GoDaddy.net, and I've I've built them with WordPress and Squarespace and done HTML coding, and PodPage in their credit was definitely the most user-friendly platform that I've ever used. Funny story. I just checked my emails because I thought somebody had uh, had left us a voicemail already, and it was Twitter asking about my experience. Somebody called me and all of my friends fat on Twitter, so I, I reported it <laughs> as bullying. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Yes. They called us all fat. You we got were fat-shamed? I got fat-shamed. and not like I care. <laughs> Uh, Was so it like, by a stranger? Be- yes. Yes, by somebody I don't even know. So then I reported them because I'm like, screw you, douche. I'm going to come after you. Guns blazing. I'm going to play I'm gonna play the I've been abused card. Twitter did nothing to help me. They said, I, wow. I have seen some very bizarre standards I, I, in which, what Twitter will go if after and what they will Caitlin not go Jenner, after. If you, say, yeah. if you say Bruce Jenner won the gold medal like, in the Olympics, these guys will deplatform they will president. De-platform you. They will, they will stand up for me and all of my friends. Nope. They even fat shamed Zach. Zach was in the picture. Was wow. A, yeah. I'm, I didn't see this. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, like, uh, Bob and Tom's Chick McGee calls Twitter the worst bar you've ever been to. It's terrible. It's a terrible place. I hate Twitter. And, and we don't use the Twitter. This is another part of the Boss Hog conversation here. The website links to our Twitter feed that we have not used 
in over a hundred episodes. Before I changed it, and this was, took a minute to figure out how to do. There, um, it automatically if you scroll down on the homepage there, Jeremiah, then it will like show you the most recent activity. Yeah, right up there. Scroll up a little bit, up a little bit more. It will. Nope, nope. Maybe I missed it. Yeah, right there. It'll show you the most recent activity on our Facebook page. Sure. So, like, you go, the, you're on there right now. It says that we're live on Facebook, which we are. It's lovely. Also, underneath that, it had before Twitter. it had our Twitter feed. So, the very last tweet we had was check our Facebook page to see who's the special guest on Ball Song of Liberty episode 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, like a hundred weeks ago, a minute. A couple of years. Anyway, all right, that's uh, that's that. So we got to figure out how they're going to spend this money. I think it's going to be wasted across the country, and I more than anything else, I, our community. I know that our elected officials are going to try to deal with it. Here's what, here's but it's going to be a mad. massive burden and a mass. You're not mad? No, I knew that. I knew fake writing all these things that okay, the localities are going to they're going to probably squander this money. It's going to go through all kinds of different things. But here's the deal. I've been paying tax dollars for my entire adult life, and the vast majority of that is going to the federal government so they can go play war games in the so Middle East. So they can East. drop bombs on people you've never met. And I don't care about any of that. What I do care about is my local roads. I do care about my local police department. They're just sure going to be disappointed again. This is not going to work out well. I would I've much seen rather, this book before. I, I would much rather, and I've said this for a really long time, I would love it if the roles were re- First, and 30% of my tax of the money that I get in my paycheck went to my local government. And then the federal government got the 3% that the county government takes. Mm-hmm. I think that is my most ideal tax setup. So I'm like, screw it. Make, you know, I would much rather see my tax dollars be given to Henry County, the city of Newcastle, the incorporated. So that town North Wilkesboro can get $10 million. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I, I, I want to see how much money because here's gets. the alternative. They're going to pass this spending package no matter what because they pass it because they can throw in all of this extra money. It's going to be going somewhere. They've already sent so much money to Saudi Arabia for buying weapons of war so that they can use it against the people in Yemen and commit war crimes that, you know, there should obviously be a tribunal. Well, about. we They're need an MRAP to, be, to defend ourselves against Yemen. That's right. They're, well, yeah. They're going to come for us one day. All right. Election season. Election season has officially started. Mr. Jason Williams from the Henry County Sheriff's Department. He is the current sheriff's deputy. Yes. Um, that's very apparent. There's pictures of him in his deputy uniform. He has announced his candidacy to be the new Henry County Sheriff, which would be replacing Rick McCorkle, who's the current Henry County Sheriff. And Rick uh, is term limited. That's correct. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, I really don't know anything about Jason. I don't know him personally. I've, I've never met the guy. Um, I guess that is, if I don't know anything about him being connected in the media as we are, then that's probably a good thing because he's not raised a bunch of red flags. Jason is a uh, road deputy in Henry County and a canine officer. He's one of the canine officers for the uh, sheriff's department. There we go. But here is an important piece of information for all of the... Uh, Boss Hog Liberty OG listeners who've been listening since we've been doing this out of my house. Uh, he said that if he is elected, then Matt Pierce is going to become his chief deputy. Matt was on one of the very early episodes back in the uh, Dakota Davis studio. That's right. With uh, with Brandy Pierce. He was. They were great. They were great guests. You should go listen to that episode. It was a good law enforcement themed episode that we had. So uh, we've had a run of sheriffs that have been the sheriff in waiting and, and i would expect that this is going to be a very crowded field for sheriff in henry county but you saw kim cronk's deputy get elected as uh that was butch baker butch baker's deputy got elected rich rick mccorkle and the the number one deputy right now is jay davis uh who i would expect to be running as well uh and there's been a number of other other names that we've heard rumored so i would expect this to be a very full these are all republicans by the way because that seems mm-hmm. to be the way to get elected in uh, in henry county government uh at this time uh because you have to run at large it's it's the entire county right you think you just think like running it, for commissioner it, you need to be a republican why would you think that would it be something like the fact that straight ticket voting yeah i was gonna say get that straight ticket vote i was gonna say that your best clue would probably be that 
every single everybody has one. Yeah. So we'll see that the the filing period is uh, is going to be January to I think early February. The primary election will be in May, as it traditionally is. Uh, Democrats will have an opportunity to add somebody there. Libertarians will have the opportunity to add somebody at the spring convention. Uh, and then uh, you'll f- know for certain who the uh, who the candidates are by July uh, for each of the three parties or an independent if they came along. Uh, and then the actual election would be uh, over a year from now in November. So you're 16 months out from the election. Yep. It starts early, though. The, these these sheriff's races, they start very early. In a crowded field like it's going to be. then If you have six, seven, eight people, you could win this race with 400 votes. It's pretty crucial to get started early if you're talking about a crowded field like that. You obviously want as much ring name recognition as possible. So usually it's a pretty crowded race with name recognition. Like I've a couple of times it's been like five or six guys. And like, if you're, if you or grew girls. up in this town, you're, you know, everybody. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, like, you know, everyone's that's not, that's, that's sometimes one of the tougher races to pick somebody for. Cause you're like, well, these are all like good guys. We have some ex state policemen that are local that run. So yeah, it'll get crowded. All right, is that it? That's all I, I got. Think that's man. our show. I think so. Spent the weekend with Zach. Yeah, Poor guy. It wasn't too bad. You got to play marbles with my family again. Oh my gosh, that, was that game was horrendous. <laughs> Zach, this is your this is your final thoughts. So yeah. don't, don't uh, let Jeremiah bully you in your in your own <laughs> special time. What's well, month of May? So I'm enjoying that. Uh, and hopefully, it's supposed to get hot this weekend. Let's hope that doesn't stick around, but. Otherwise, normal. Go out to L and K. I'm not sure what they're still doing. Check their page because they're doing like some fun stuff on Saturdays where they're bringing people in. Yeah, Audrey um, and I went up there um, a couple weeks ago, and they had a bunch of vendors out. They had a pork barbecue um, food truck. My cousin normally takes Beehive Body Company. She sets up a tent out there. L and K has the special tomorrow night at the Elks Club. At the Elks Steak yeah. Night, they're serving at the L and K Steak Night Friday night. Nice, nice. Going to be very nice. Other than that, enjoy the weather. Avoid the construction. Half of Newcastle is getting torn up, but they're fixing things. <laughs> Everywhere I drive, I drive a lot for work from Greenfield to Richmond. How many times do you get detoured into a detour? It's so crazy. It's like everything takes at least 30 minutes like to just figure out where I'm going. And it's not so easy. I'll, I have to try to find the truck detours. Because I've made the mistake before of just like, oh, I'm just going to go up to where the next turn road is before it's shut down or closed or something. And then I get stuck in like a really skinny uh, side street somewhere. And it's like, I'm waiting for one of your coworkers to come. Somebody in a semi almost took out a telephone pole in my neighborhood right across the street from your old house and nudged it. So it's got a little pitch on it. And they're supposed to come fix, fix it, but they haven't done it yet. I'm like, well, it's not leaning towards my house. It'll be, it'll be okay. But yeah, you just need to call repeatedly. Support local. Just check out Facebook. There's all kinds of good stuff. I know Fourth Fridays are coming back. Broad Street Cruises have started back. Um, and there's something, something else that was getting fired up too. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Get outside. I got my tan already. I'm feeling good. I, I'm more tan than Dakota, and Dakota's outside every day. I have to wear long sleeves. Your face doesn't really. The count. face is the key. What I'm looking at. I also wear a wide brimmed hard hat to keep the sun off of me. Well, that's a failure on your part. <laughs> Just part of life. What do you got, D squared? Um, let's see. I actually had a couple of things that I was going to talk about. Um, I was going to talk about Andrew Bowman. This is a hashtag Never Bowman podcast, Ooh. as we've established previously. Really? Yeah. Donor. A donor. A donor. Mm -hmm. And you're attacking him. We're attacking him because of some of the things that he's posted as a and done as an admin on the new We Are Libertarians Facebook group. There is a a not Walnuts group that was created because there was a our our syndicator, our home network, the uh, the big pay Facebook group got killed. So there is a not Walnuts group that was created on the uh, on the fake book that you could join, but we don't encourage it. Andrews, it's supposed to be a gardening Facebook group. I planted a link link to growing mint. But Andrew has done a horrible job of keeping it to gardening related topics. And I think that it has something to do with his day job being all about, you know, the grass and turf and things. So he probably just wants a little bit of break from that. But we're not going to give him an excuse. I deliberately yesterday posted 
a picture that had nothing to do with gardening. I posted a picture of pizza. Never got deleted. It's you still wanted, in there. I, I it's w- a gardening group. It's still in there. I didn't know anything about the group, and then I was added to the group, and then I was made an admin, and I said, what the hell just happened here? And then Andrew was complaining that he wasn't an admin in the Facebook group. So I made him an admin, and I and I left the admin role because I feel like it's going to get destroyed. It's going to yeah, be crushed, yeah. and I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be linked. I don't want to be tarred and feathered. Yeah, we don't need to have our, wrong. We don't need our page being taken down because of it. I don't need to be deplatformed. Also, if you guys have noticed, in front of the First Baptist Church in Newcastle, there's construction going on. There's going to be a, uh, a pizza a, place. The Domino's Pizza. We don't need another pizza place in this damn town. We need so happy. We need we needed uh, anything else. We, we were supposed to. Uh, why didn't we get a, a, another they're, church? They're literally because Domino's a, is great. That we are going to have what in that stretch, three pizza restaurants in like a quarter of a mile. Sure, <laughs> options. You have you can eat. They pizza. had their option, and you can eat pizza in, in Henry County every night of the week. A and never, and never, never eat the same, same place. place. Yeah. yeah, Pizza King, Mencino's, Papa John's, Papa John's, Little Caesars. Except by the third Pizza King, you're bankrupt because you just spent six. One of my on favorite pizza. places is Jeff's, Jeff's Pizza, Jeff's in Knightstown. In Knightstown, you also have Thousand Degree in Mount Summit. Now we're gonna have Domino's. I'll tell you what Thousand Degree is. Thousand Degree is the most popular uh, Henry County Pizza restaurant in the Indiana Camping Forums. Because if somebody asks about Summit Lake, there yeah. will be a, thousand there degree, will man. be at least degree. three Best comments pizza. about thousand degree pizza every time. They put a lot of butter on their pizza. They they, they, crank, out, they crank out some. Good they make pizzas. good pizzas, but I'm telling you, don't go to thousand degree for the pizza. Go get the, the breadsticks. Get the barbecue. Go for the L and K. They've got fantastic barbecue. They've got, the barbecue They've got on the pizza. Sandwiches. They've got the cattleman sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I would just say if you want to go for us, anything with meat. And maybe someone yep. wants a pizza. Even if you get on the pizza, their like meat lovers pizza is legit because they do not mess around with the meat. The meat is stands on its own, and then they make a delicious pizza out of it. There's also I, a rumor that there's a Culver's coming to town at some point. Is it going to be right next to the first Big Boy? That, that rumor got started because there's a a big time Culver's franchise owner who owns a just an absolute ton in the Midwest, and. Uh, yeah, the Courier said, Times is reporting as of this evening that the Richmond Culvers oh, announces new. a new castle location. Okay, breaking so the, news. Yeah, the guy who opened it, uh, what's his name? That could be by the internet. Yeah, Myers Food Management Company. They own a bunch of Culvers throughout the Midwest. Last year, Myers Food Company or Management Company said that they were going to want to add a Culvers in a lot of different locations, and they were like, "We're going to be adding one." in like Avon. They said uh, Newcastle is on our list of potential locations. But uh, according as of tonight, breaking news, they're saying we're not just a potential location. It's going to happen now. Do we know? Because the way that the Domino's is being built, there's going to be a side-by-side location. So there's going to be a Domino's on one side. It's in one of the outlets of the old Walmart, which is now the First Baptist Church. See, that's where it is. No, that's, we don't know where it's going to be. That, I'm saying that's where oh. the Domino's is going. Yeah, I'd be curious if the Culver's didn't end up by the interstate. That like would no, be nice. There's like, like no, right by my yeah. House. There's like no because there's uh yeah there's there's no restaurant options. By I the freaking I love like for fast food so much. It's, it's one delicious. of my favorite places. You got to go there if when you go there, get the kids meal, get the kids butter burger with fries. You get a. A freaking nice burger, a really good burger. You get a small side of fries. You get a Diet Coke, a soda, and then you also get a cup of custard, frozen very, custard. Very, very like, passionate about It's like five bucks. His butter burger. It's so cheap. It is good food. But it's like, it's also like 1,600 calories. If you're feeding that to your kids, like that's a, a little bit of an issue. Like that, your kids don't need to be eating 1,600 calorie meals. Are you, are you, done, are you done with your food episode? Yeah, I'm done with that. I need a ruling. I I think I saved a life, but maybe I didn't. Hmm. Picture this. I'm in my backyard looking at my swimming pool that's now open because it's an 85 degree day in May. And there's a baby bunny swimming in my pool. <laughs> the bunny's going to die. I didn't know bunnies could swim. I didn't either, but this thing was swimming in my pool. 
perilously yeah. close to the skimmer. Drop anything in the water, it'll attempt to swim for yeah. a few minutes. So it's swimming. I have an Australian shepherd who loves bunnies and loves pools. So I, I, I rescue the bunny. I get it. I don't go in by hand. I get my, my skimmer. You got your net. And I got my net. And I rescued the bunny. <laughs> and I, I made a snap decision that and the bunny should not be bang the net against the fence. The like, bunny should not be released in my yard with, with my dog. With Garth, yeah. Because he's kind of had a moment. He's a little wet. So I... Don't open the gate and go outside and around. I just simply lean the net over the fence and I rotate it. So the bunny does have a bit of a hop. We'll call it a bunny hop. Ah, uh, how small they are. That's fine. So, see that video? That so that was my thought. And then when my wife bunny? came outside and checked on the bunny, she said, I think you broke its neck because oh. it kind of laid there for a while. And I said, I think it's just really tired. And then we went about our business. And I mean, we it had inside. a really eventful few minutes right there. And I think he was just chilling. And yeah, then uh, shot, Sarah went outside to check on him the next day, and he was gone. So I need a ruling. Did I save the bunny's life, or I did I kill it, and then it was rescued by a neighbor dog or an eagle I don't think or a you hawk. killed it. You may have just maimed it so that something else came along. <laughs> I don't think that anything. I think happened. he dried off, and he went home. Yeah, and he's. I, I think it's fine. Hopefully, his mom came and found. I I might have thought differently, but I just saw a video of a cat that jumped out of a burning building from the fifth story. The cats land on their feet, though. Landed on his freaking feet and just walked away. But it doesn't matter. What if you jumped out of a five story building right I'm, now? I'm breaking both my legs. Even if you landed on your legs, yeah. your spine would shoot up through the top of your head. What is it they say? It's like about like much higher than like. As a one or one and a half times your height, you're going to start breaking stuff unless you're really good at landing. I broke it at a 16-foot free fall. Yeah. So. Couldn't walk yeah, it off. A, OSHA says that you have to be tied off above a standing height of 10 feet. Yeah. Has there been people who have fallen in very unfortunate manners and died from falling above 10 feet? I mean, you saved, so the, like you you saved the bunny from Garth. Yeah, I, yeah. I, feel like Garth, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Garth would have just would have my, just ragdolled it to death. My old dog Dodger at my old house in Newcastle, north somewhere of, north of Q, north of yeah. Q Avenue. He one day found a baby, a bunny nest in the backyard, and that was not a smart mom. But I didn't know. But I'm like standing in the kitchen, which is right by the back door where I let him out, and I start hearing these blood curdling screams like. Just it sounds like a child shrieking out of terror, <laughs> and I look out was the back it, window. Was it young Owen Burcham looking at a family of bunnies getting a, murdered? <gasps> I was like, oh my god! It was Easter getting. I, I was like, what is going on out there? So I like open up the door and I see Dodger, who's my German Shepherd mix, and he is he's got a bunny. He picks a bunny up out of the nest, and then he literally flings it. He snaps it up in the air. And let's go with his mouth. He's literally throwing the bunnies in the air. Yeah. And whenever they th- fling up in the air, they scream. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> this horrible, it sounds just like a kid's scream. Your dog's committing psychological torture with <laughs> baby bunnies. And he just keeps, his tail is just wagging. Having the greatest as time ever. ever. And he's just picking them up one by one. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Were they up. running back to the nest for more? Yeah, how they, they were just literally just laying in the ground and uh, they're <laughs> just like a bunny massacre. But they're like trying to crawl. They're crawling back to the nest, but Dodger's just grabbing. He's just flinging them up in the air as fast as he can. So I, I, I was like, Dodger, get in here. And I'd put on a pair of gloves and I just went on the other side of the fence and I like separated the grass a little bit and I set the bunnies in the grass. I don't know if the mom ever came back. They weren't there whenever I went to mow the next week. <laughs> But yeah, it was crazy. They scream. Their scream sounds. I didn't even just know that like bunnies a made a child. noise. I've never heard a bunny make a noise. It's in, horrible. In this, in this story, they do. All right, one more promo. Unless it literally was one of your kids watching, <laughs> seeing the bunnies over the top I of the did. fence and yeah. screaming at the same time, but it, it they would have had to match up right as soon as he flung bunnies. Yes. One more promo. Our boy, Kyle Robbins, Newcastle, Indiana zone, boss hog alum. He's done two shows. He's almost ready to go on the website as a co-host. He's going to do a lot of racing next week. Wednesday night. He's at the action track in Terre Haute Thursday night. I'm going to go to IRP and go watch him Thursday in person out at, uh, 
what should be carb day, but they're shutting the Indianapolis Summer Speedway down, so he's going to be over there. And then I heard rumor that he might be up in Anderson for the Little 500. I know at least the Armstrongs are racing up there, Henry County's own, and Kenny Schrader's in the Little 500 in Anderson as well, Saturday night. So check that out. Lots of racing to go watch locally. Indy 500, if you can still get tickets. We're going to be back next Tuesday night for race night. I'm motioning Zach over to go press the button so we don't have an awkward pause here. But uh, race night is uh, Tuesday night this week. It's going to be Mike McCown, me, Dakota, Zach Bertram, and Forrest Plank. We'll see you all then.